0: Driven. Created. The B Velocity Podcast and this is episode 11. I'm Deborah, and I'm Ellie your host and we are joined with
1: our returning guests Sarah Dennis and Danielle Simpson. There is going to be a lot of talking about books, teamwork and a growing friendship but plus some of our listeners have some questions for our guests too.
0: Welcome, ladies. We are so happy to have you both on the podcast again. How have you been and how are, how are you? How are your
2: busy lives been? Go on, <laughs> Sarah, you been, can answer. Well, they've been busy, haven't they? They've definitely been busy. And thank you for having us both back and uh, together as well, because last time we were on separately. So uh, you got double us today.
3: <laughs> double whammy, exactly. Double, double whammy.
0: trouble. <laughs> 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 yeah, probably more like it. <laughs> <laughs> so danielle in particular you've had a f- you had a mega full-on year um book launch your trip to thailand
3: yeah wow yeah it's it's definitely been a, a roller coaster i think um obviously i went to thailand to write book number two however i didn't write a word um <laughs> I think once I got out there I just realized that oh this is so nice just laying in the sun with cocktails and not having anything to worry about um however that that rapidly um you know dwindled and I was on the phone to Sarah all the time because obviously we are we are bezies um on the phone to Sarah on the phone to my mom and I was just like oh my god I'm bored and I then started doubting myself being like how can you be bored in paradise like what's wrong with you like enjoy it um but yeah, I learned a lot about myself on that trip, come home. And then since then, it's just been an absolute whirlwind. And I literally haven't stopped, have I said? Nope. <laughs> in a good in way. way. In a good way. In a good way, in a good way. Yes, which is fantastic. But yeah, I haven't, haven't stopped. So I feel like Thailand uh, is needed again, I think. <laughs> <laughs> For just a breather. <laughs> yeah.
0: And Sarah, obviously, the last time we spoke to you, you were taking part in Formula Woman. How, how did that yeah.
2: go? Uh, it. I mean, to be fair, I I gave it my all.
0: Um,
2: mm-hmm. I set some amazing lap times. I don't think I did anything wrong. Um, but didn't get picked to progress any further. So, um, you know, bygones be bygones. There's a. I've got my feelings on it, which I won't air that publicly. But um didn't let me didn't let it deter me and i've carried on racing and doing my own thing and uh, made sure i've supported other women along the way that didn't get through as well so mm-hmm. um these things happen for a reason i'm always a firm believer of that so um it's not stopped me it's not stopped the other girls from racing so keep at it yes so, definitely yeah. keep
0: yeah. at it yes definitely um if you've been listening to our podcast you know if you've got this far You'll know that these two girls are like big fans of each other. You're kind of like twins. Um, <laughs> let's let's dive in and go into a bit more about your friendship together because obviously the listeners have heard you separately. Now we've got you together, so just just talk about your friendship because I I absolutely adore it. Oh, um, can I start? Am I allowed to? Yeah, start? Yeah, go.
2: Um,
3: so. I don't even know where it came from, to be honest, because we knew each other for quite a while when we was at BMR. And um, yeah, it was BMR. Yeah. I'm yeah, now Subaru, at yeah, BMR. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hang on. I'm like, oh, <laughs> let's the MMRs. Anyway. Yeah. So we was, you know, we knew each other there. And yeah, we, you know, I feel like we got along in the first couple of years. But then I don't even know how it just automatically just like blossomed into this every single day, like every single day we speak. Like the second I'm in the car on the way to work, I call Sarah. Um, we have a little, you know, chin wag about the previous night or whatever dramas happened in that 10-minute morning session. Um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And then, again, on the way home from work, I'm straight on the phone to Sarah. Like if there's anything massive that happened, like for instance on Wednesday I had a really good positive day uh, regarding mindset, straight away I'm on the phone to Sarah. So I suppose in a way she's like turned into my little like, boyfriend <laughs> you know, she's not she's not like we're not we're not lesbian lovers but there's, you know, that's, that's fine as well but like do you know what I mean like normally when you have that like significant other you want to tell them everything and that's who Sarah is to me so she's very very special to me and I, I generally don't even know when the moment happened for us to become like you know best friends like I generally have no idea when that happened I can't remember but, were, yeah yeah
0: you're literally inseparable and yeah. it's cute it's so cute <laughs> I
3: love it but no I'm
2: crazy. like you daddy I don't even know where it happened where, where like literally I think we because it's quite an age gap between us isn't it what's the age gap
3: is it Sarah could you? be my mum but let's not bring that up not quite
2: your mum <laughs> no we
3: worked it out we worked it out if she you know did the business at age 11 she could technically be my mum so you could be my mum and that's why I call her husband my dad because I think it's quite funny like just to wind him up um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, how, how so... do you feel about that, Sarah?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's fine, it's fine. It's um, we just have a lot of banter and call each other all sorts, don't we? Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, I, I, it's a weird friendship, isn't it? I think we both realise we're proper loopy, mm. we both enjoy motorsport. It's quite refreshing to find other females in motorsport that are friendly because some cannot be approachable, mm. it's very bizarre, yeah. Um, and I think we just realised we had the same sort of mental age, really. Enjoyed life, and um, yeah, it sort of stemmed from there, didn't it? Really, and so yeah. I had the same interest. And then obviously Danny, from there, has been helping me massively with my mindset. But um, yeah, like Danny says, we we literally can't really go a day without speaking. This. <laughs>
3: and if if we if we actually do go a day without speaking we're literally like the next time oh my god I haven't spoken to you for so long like oh I have so much to tell it's so dramatic it's literally so dramatic (laughs) so So, yeah it's quite embarrassing really I probably shouldn't have uh, aired our dirty laundry but yeah we love each other massively so (laughs) yeah I saw the cute little car photo
1: um when you took her out on track, Sarah. And how did you trust her? That is the question, Annie. Did you trust her?
3: Oh, honestly. So <laughs> basically what happened was, um, so Matt, Matt Dennis, Sarah's husband, um, he basically had an actual seat in his car. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna be brave and I'm gonna let Matt take me out on track. And then it just so happened that he'd already booked a passenger without actually informing me and Sarah how rude, but that's fine. Um, so then I was like, Oh, I won't go out on track, it's fine. And then Sarah was like, no, why don't you come out with me? Like we have a spare chair, we'll, we'll, you know, uh, bolt it. I was going to say staple it, not staple, (laughs) bolt it into the car and you can come out with us. And I was like, you know what? Yes. I was like, I actually feel more safe and more comfortable being in with Sarah than I do anyone in the world. Because obviously, no offense, but I've coached her massively and I know she's actually a really good driver. So, (laughs) you know, let's uh, (laughs) let's go out proofing the pudding. And then it just so happened that there was like this whole big kerfuffle about can I get in the car, can I not get in the car because we didn't have spare seat belts. So basically the chair was in, but obviously there's no seat belts, meaning I can't obviously sit in the chair because I'll die. Um, so then another gentleman um, called Alfie was like, oh, you can come in my car. And I was like, absolutely not. I was like, if I'm getting in anyone's car, it'll be Sarah's car. And if I'm not in Sarah's car, then I just won't go. Like, that's fine. And he like was like, oh, okay. And I was just like, hmm. Anyway, then we found seatbelt, and next minute, obviously, we're in the car. But Sarah's never had a passenger before. So I didn't realize this. Wow. So there's me, like, I'm in Sarah's car, like, blah, blah, blah. blah. <laughs> and then she's like, I've never had a passenger before. And I was like, Oh, I was like, How do you feel about this? And that next minute, I'm like, trying to be coachy, coachy. And I'm like, Are you okay? Like, are you happy with me being
2: in the car? And then, yeah. It was funny for me, really. Once, you know, we were sitting in assembly, and Danny, I think, got the feels of, what it's like if you were to have a lot of nerves sitting in that assembly area and she was like, I don't know how you do this. And she was also like, Oh, it's hot in this car. And I'm like, oh, yeah. right, it'll get hotter. Um, and <laughs> so it was good for Danny to see sort of that side of it. But equally when we got going, I didn't really remember she was in the car. She would talk, but I'm used to hearing Danny on my earpiece because when I go racing, Danny wears headphones and she talks to me through my helmet. So I'm used to hearing her, but I'd have to keep remembering I've got a passenger in the car as I launch it off the curbs without telling her as she yeah. Me. yeah, she didn't she didn't tell me about
3: the curbs. I, I'm like looking at the track thinking there's a curb, there's a curb, there's a curb, and the next minute I'm like, luckily I had seatbelts because otherwise I would have been I would have been out of the car. And <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking like <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. oh. yeah. um, an wanna... amazing experience. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. I was gonna say no, it was
0: an no, amazing no, no. experience. Fine. Um Also another amazing experience. Let's talk about the race for remembrance. P3.
2: Yeah. P3. It's still one. It's going to be one of those memories. I think that I'm never going to forget. Didn't expect it. Uh, Perfectly honest. We were having problems with the car up until the Friday we left. And I was so stressed out that the car would make it. And we had other drivers in the car. And testament to what Danny's taught me, I had a lot of pressure on my shoulders um, being the last driver in the car. Mm. I had to bring the car back. It it driven for, you know, 11 hours, actually the last hour stint, and I had to bring that car back. Everyone was hoping for this P3. Um, and it was a lot of pressure, but I was absolutely fine when I got in the car, actually quite surprisingly fine. And to cross that line, well, if you'd heard me and Danny, bloody hell. Like... <laughs> Well, I was ugly crying, so it says it all. <laughs> yeah, Danny was crying. I was just going, and I think Danny was
3: saying the same thing. Um Yeah, we're actually really upset, aren't we? Because the recording of our conversation unfortunately got lost. But it was it was generally just I'm so proud of you. Like nobody could actually speak because we were crying so hard. And I am not a crier, like do you know i mean i do not like all right maybe you know like stepmom the movie with julia roberts great movie so definitely watch it but do you know what i mean like stuff like that yeah maybe but not racing like whereas i was on the wall like (laughs) 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 and then one of one of our drivers is like quite a you know really like good photographer and there's him with the, the camera in my face, and I was literally like a proper diva. I was like, "Do not photograph me right now!" Like, just so Rick. But it was great. It was great. Such a weekend. So many
2: highs and lows, though. Sir, hey, like it was. It was. It was. It was a, it was a very emotional one because obviously, as we said before, you know, the reason I started racing was for my dad. Mm. Um, and one of the things that got me straight away is it's obviously a very meeting if anyone's ever been to it it's all you know reference to soldiers that have lost their lives so there's a lot of sort of emotion there and there's yeah, a lot definitely. of soldiers there themselves that are, have sort of lost limbs and stuff and I was presented with a poppy with my dad's name on it um just before the race which completely got me um which ironically when we took to the podium I didn't even know till later the poppy reef just so happened to be underneath number three which was very bizarre um but yeah the emotions of we had stress I got hit off the track at one point I mean Danny had to put up a lot from me especially the first session because we were racing in pitch black and by pitch black I mean it was pitch black and at one point I'd come off the track and I said to Danny I went Danny hope I've come off the track and she was like <laughs> what what do you want me to do about it I went I don't know where the track is
3: yeah so basically she's in pitch black on the grass and she's like Danny I can't find the track and I'm like what are you talking about I was like we're at Anglesey so if you're not on the track then you're in the water so (laughs) can you please find the track and I'm like find the lights I'm like you must be able to see other cars with lights finally she found the track and I was like thank god because that could have been like you know a really terrible end to the weekend (laughs) just driving off into the sea um so yeah luckily she found the track which was good
2: there's a lot of stress as well, I think. So I had um, I had a real bad set of tyres on, I think, the first session, wasn't it? And mm. they were knackered. They were knackered. And I was trying to radio in going, I need to come in and get tyres. And the car was just literally coming off every corner. And poor Danny was stressing because they couldn't get the car in because there was other cars in the garage. She's like, you've got to stay out. I'm really, really sorry. I was like, right, okay, okay. And then I got hit by a car. Yeah. And bless Danny, she was like, have you? Have you really been hit by the car? Are you just trying to think of an excuse to come in? And I was like... <laughs> No, I really have just been rammed by a catering. Um, uh, I really, really
3: need to come in now. Bearing in mind, I like to add, like, the radio, do you know what I mean? Like, you say something down the radio, and then next minute it's like, and I'm like, sorry, Sarah, can you can you please repeat that? And she's like, I've been hit, I've been hit. And I'm like, um, have you been hit by a car? Or what, what do you mean? Like, so, yeah, so it was quite difficult to understand. But, um, yeah, in the end, we found out that she'd definitely been hit. And she needed to come in, and luckily, once the pit lane was clear, come in, babe, come in. You're more than welcome. <laughs> but yeah,
1: oh, yeah, that's amazing. Right, let's get into it. So,
0: go on, let's talk Ellie. about get in. the get plans in.
1: <laughs> for 2022. What have you got in store for 2022? Tell us all.
3: Go on, Sarah. You can go first because, um,
2: well, racing wise. Mm-hmm got potentially silverstone august in club enduro because i did another race this year club enduro um so potentially back out in the clear in that definitely signed up race remembrance again so that's happening again november
3: So bring and your tissues
2: c- <laughs> bring the tissues and i've currently got scheduled two modified full saloon races as well for the latter part of the year because unfortunately you're aware i work touring cars so a lot of the yeah, rounds yeah. are still clashing um but yeah lots of racing still to come so um and i've got a new challenge as well which danny is aware of i may be a racing driver but i will never get in the passenger seat of a car i am horrendously fearful of it but in a couple of weeks i'm going to the passenger seat of my own car around a racetrack
1: Yay! i can't wait i can't wait <laughs> what what has brought this on sarah now
2: T- tell us all <laughs> I think years and years and years ago when I was 18 I was actually a race instructor believe it or not for um, a car company called TVR and I was very young and I used to get into these customers cars and they never used to listen to me so I'd say "Break, break, break." they wouldn't break, and um, we'd be off in the gravel and I think having had quite a few offs it's obviously obviously the fear is probably stemmed from there I can only sort of think about that but i think i'm gonna have a couple of sessions with danny before i go out in the car and really sort of drum in how we can um overcome that fear yeah definitely because it's uh definitely deep rooted and i sort of get clammy palms just thinking about it really
3: <laughs> yeah and for me 2022 Jesus, what's happening? What's not happening? That's (laughs) the point I'm joking. Um, So obviously, I am full-time at um, PowerMax Racing, which is super exciting. Um, So obviously, I'll be at every touring car meet, which, well, not meet, every touring car race, uh, which is super exciting. Um, Also, we've got the uh, book. It's coming out on um, Audible so for the first, um, oh. the first year birthday, yeah, on the 20th of July, that will be launched then, which is great. Um, I'm also working with a couple um, quite big corporate companies, um, doing some mindset stuff for them, which is absolutely incredible. Um, quite difficult, I'd say, to juggle time now, but it's all good.
0: I got this I
3: got this um so yeah and then obviously race remembrance at the end of the year well any race that Sarah's at obviously I will be at if I'm not um at touring cars which if I'm at touring cars then she'll be at touring cars so every race Sarah's at every I'll, race yeah. yeah um and yeah just yeah moved up to Brackley which is a whole big huge big move um but yeah just taking every day as it comes um living in the moment which I'm excited about um but yeah, not too well. I suppose I said at the beginning, lots of things are planned, but actually, not really too many things planned. So just the audio book, um, really. But yeah, we're excited. We're excited. Do you, yeah, So I think
1: sorry,
3: I was going to
0: say, do you think you'll pick up again with book two, or are you just gonna wait? Um. So when right I went moment. to Thailand,
3: yeah. yeah. So when I went to Thailand, the the book that I had in my head that I was gonna write. It just wasn't aligning with me. Um, when I was out there, I decided that book two needs to be, so so yeah, book two needs to be um, again about me. Um, <laughs> um, but at the same time, like in a different angle and like basically talking about self-love more than obviously the previous book was obviously massively about your mindset and how to obviously get into a positive mindset. But then I want book two to be really about how you can actually really appreciate and love yourself um and before that that wasn't the vision for book two so I think when I got to Thailand I was really stuck because I was like what I wanted to write about it just wasn't really happening in my life currently so I was just like it's all you know it's all well and good talking about you know what I think I want to happen but if I haven't lived it then actually I can't really share experiences so I was I was at this real like sort of well writer's block basically um and it's, it's a bit upsetting because when I literally just finished book number one, I got into a rhythm of writing book number two. And then my publisher was like, no, stop, because you need to focus on book number one, which I completely understand. Again, living in the moment, do you know, what I mean, like, you know, celebrating what I had done. But then what that's done is sort of stopped me from connecting with book two. Um, so, yeah, so now I've got this new alignment as to where I want book two to go. Um, it's just finding time obviously it sounds terrible but I had the blessing of lockdown when book one came out so I had all the time in the world which I know nobody's ever said that lockdown was a blessing but I, rate, I rated it because I had all this time whereas now I generally don't have any time but that's also a story I'm telling myself which I need to remember so um, yeah I just need to find time and sit down and write I suppose, what I want to
0: write. I suppose it's not about just finding time I think it's more about prioritizing. Yeah, exactly. What you yeah. feel's important. And obviously you've put that at the bottom because you're like, I'm not quite ready to start
3: yet. No. So we'll just put you here for now. Yeah. And I then- feel like with book one, obviously, because we haven't had the year birthday yet and obviously yeah. it's fast approaching, and I really want to get it out on Audible because I've had lots of people say like oh do you have that yet? Do you have that yet? So I think once I've ticked that box, which I have I have the mic look at this fun mic sorry people that people are listening it's it's a round ball um (laughs) uh, so yeah I have this fun mic so in the next coming weeks I'm going to really um you know focus on that get that done and I feel like once I've got that done then I can start focusing on book two so
1: yeah that's amazing
3: so Danny just got a quick question
1: for you so obviously now book one's finished you're coming close to the first birthday So now looking back, what would you say would be your biggest achievement out of the whole process? Now you know what to look out for for book
3: two, if that makes sense. Oh, good question. Um, Oh, that is a really, I suppose, um, probably, oh, this sounds a bit bad, me saying this, but I would say probably getting a couple of, Opinions off of publishers, um I love my publisher, he was amazing, um but I think well, I think personally, from you know a financial side of things, um yeah, don't be an author. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just putting it out there, guys, Do you know what I mean like you're not you're not gonna be rolling in it um so yeah, I think probably getting a couple of opinions from a couple of authors uh, um publishers, sorry um but yeah my biggest achievement I would say was organizing the book launch party because the stress that come with that but I wanted everyone to just celebrate because obviously we would just come out of lockdown just come well not just come out of COVID but you know just was allowed to actually be friends again and I wanted everyone to just celebrate in London on a rooftop bar with beautiful views like not my success but just celebrate just be out and just have fun and It was a free bar. So I was like, everyone just have (laughs) the best time, Um, which, yes, I'm still paying for, but that's fine. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, I think that was my biggest achievement, just, like, being in a room with everyone that I loved um, and just celebrating just, you know, us being out and free. So that was probably my biggest achievement. No, tell well, yes, obviously being in Waterstones was an incredible achievement. And I remember, like, taking my two little sisters there, which obviously... I've been looking after for the past four years and like recently just stopped doing that. But taking them to Waterstones and I remember oh, it was hilarious. So we went to Starbucks first, got like Frappuccinos and stuff. And then as we was coming out of Starbucks, Waterstones was like directly opposite. And there was a photographer standing in the middle of our shopping centre, Blue Water, and he was just taking a picture of Blue Water, like nothing. I think he was like, you know, I don't know, maybe selling. It. I don't know what he was doing, but he was taking a picture of Blue Water. And my baby sister, who was seven at the time. She was like, Danny, the paps are here for you. And I just burst oh. out laughing. Cause I was like, babe, oh. nobody knows who I am apart from you, but I appreciate that so oh. much. Um, and then when we went in this, like into Waterstones, and like obviously the manager knew me because obviously I basically bullied her into putting it on the shelf. Um, she like took me to where it was and stuff, and then my little sisters were just in awe that you know my name was on a book in a shop and they just wanted to sit there all day and take pictures and I was literally like oh. right guys we've, we've really got to go home now um, do you know what I mean like come on let's go like uh, you're actually scaring customers away because we're just taking pictures with books which is actually quite weird if you think about it um so that that's probably my biggest achievement sorry really long-winded winded, uh answer but that's probably my biggest achievement like just spending that hour with the girls in the shop so yeah uh,
1: and also have you found like people have reached out to you directly and said like thank you so much that what the book has provided me and obviously Sarah I'm going to come on to what you've got out from the book and now obviously you're in like, having sessions with Danny so you've kind of been on that coaching mentoring program so how many people have kind of reached out and wanted to learn more and actually be on like your mentoring program as well so yeah
3: yeah so it's it's been incredible like Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes obviously I'm still human. I have down days. And then all of a sudden, like even yesterday, I had a down day. I'll put it out there like I wasn't myself yesterday. And I I actually put it out on social media, which I rarely do, because I've I've sort of got into this head, well, I've sort of got into this headspace now where I'm like, right, you are little miss positive. And that is literally the name that I call myself, don't I say? And then I'm like, I feel guilty if I have a bad day. But then at the same time, I'm like, no, you're human. You're allowed to have a bad day. You have a set of tools that obviously you use daily, but you're also allowed, Like sometimes you just have to have a down day, right? And like, literally I put up on social media yesterday, just being like, today's a write-off. Unfortunately, I can't seem to find a positive. I'm going to have an early night, which I didn't end up having an early night, but in my head, I was like, I'm going to have an early night. And then quite a few readers actually messaged me and were just like, like a positive is that you know you can have an early night somebody said the positive is your smile which I'm really thankful for because it cost me seven and a half grand so I'm really happy that that that's a positive um do you know what I mean like yeah so loads of people reach out all the time and just say beautiful things um and yeah lots of people that have read the book have turned into um, like I do quite a few group programs which actually I haven't got one booked in for the next couple of months which I probably should sort my, sort my stuff out and get one booked up so people can jump on but yeah so many people have read the book and then come into the group program um, and vice versa people have come into the group program and then read the book so it's just a nice little you know transition of people yeah, yeah. that's the word yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. But yeah so Sarah obviously
1: reading the book what would what was the biggest thing that you took out of it? Obviously, knowing Danny as well through that process. So what was the biggest thing that you got from the book?
3: Probably your picture in it. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually got a picture of her signing her picture in my book, which is hilarious. <laughs> um, well, apart
2: oh, the, from that, yeah. no, to be fair, I did already know. Everything you know I was privileged enough to know Danny that well that I know everything yeah. that was going in in the book you know about her her life previous and obviously the tools because we'd obviously worked with it, so I knew it all. However, that doesn't stop me rereading the book, so as Danny knows before I was racing, what was it a couple weeks ago Avenue no, track down me three weeks ago, I was racing again, and I sat out there in the morning and I reread the book again because it's got all the tools, so it's one of those books that you don't just read the once, you will keep reading to revisit the tools. Um, that you use in everyday life as well as racing. So, yeah, I, got, I get a lot of it out of it still now, to be fair, because I'm always, you, you do forget things. If you don't keep reading and revisiting it, it, it goes out of your mind. So it, it's one of those easy books you can keep picking up and go to the bullet points and tools that you w- work for you and just reread that section and um, go from there, really.
3: I must also add, though, Sarah is a freakish reader and she's one of these people that picks up a book and does not put it down until it's finished mm. um and I am a I'm a completely different reader so I read a chapter I highlight I post it note it I literally ruin the book basically I put it down and I'm like oh god what did that chapter just say and then I'm like flicking back through it rereading it whereas Sarah is literally like that um and obviously my book isn't very big so I think she actually finished it in like half hour once and I was just like can you slow down please because that actually really insults me that you finished in like half an hour um but then I do have one reader out there he's named Roy he's a lovely man and he's like read it like I think 12 times which hand on heart is more than me like hand on heart so yeah so people definitely do reread and reread and reread and every time he does blessing me tags me saying you know 10th time oh. eleven time and I'm like dude like there's other books it's <laughs> out there blessing but uh, yeah it, it melts my heart your book <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> that's good though obviously it's like a guide obviously for you Sarah so now obviously having the friendship with Danny do you feel like when you're on track that you've got like an extra support that not obviously you've got your team around you and obviously your family there but obviously having Danny as kind of like your mentor, coach, and also like your best friend's role in one? Does it have a different aspect to your driving, shall I say?
2: percent oh, Yeah, no, 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 100%. Um, I mean, I'm quite lucky that she doubles up as mindset coach and best friend, so it's double whammy, <laughs> really. Um no, have to charge her more yeah <laughs> I'm joking I'm joking uh, no mates raped right here yeah, yeah. mates um yeah the, the thing is, it's like she knows me inside out so she I don't even need to say anything she could just look at me and she knows what I'm feeling um you know on race day now we've got down to a tee that she doesn't need to say anything because we worked so hard on it she'd just look over and there'd be me meditating against a motorhome or something she's like okay she's cool Um, and I'm a totally different person getting in the car now it's just everyone else around me is freaking out getting in the car and I'm like okay right let's go which was never me um but then I know when I get in the car if I need her she's she's on the other end of the you know the headphone in my car so it's um she's never far away the only problem we had the last race out and it really threw me and it wasn't Danny's fault at all but it threw me was I was so used to having Danny in my ear And I wasn't having a particularly good race. Everything that could go wrong. It was an endurance race. It was like over an hour. Everything that could go wrong was going wrong. And the comms to the car had snapped. The leaders snapped when I took over. So I had no communication with the pits, but not everyone knew this. Um, So I didn't have Danny there. And when you're doing an hour's race, it's very hard to keep that level of focus. I mean, Danny's been in the car, me for 15 minutes and see how much it takes out of you. So for an hour... It's it, it, it's very hard to get that focus, and not having Danny on the other end of the headset was hard. And admittedly, when I came in, I wasn't in the best frame of mind. I just wanted to be left alone, and Danny was the one to say to people, "Give her five minutes," because people were kind of trying to help me, going, "This, this, that," you know, you need to talk to us. Today. And Danny was like, "No, just leave her. Give her five minutes because she knows me well enough." So yeah, she's there for the good and bad. But she race day, we've kind of got it nailed on the head we know what we're doing we've planned up until that point and um yeah she's just literally there in my ear all day if I need it Literally, yeah
3: but no just to, just to like um sort of uh shadow what Sarah just said then um from my point of view as well I found it really hard not being able to communicate with Sarah because obviously I suppose we've got so used to be able to actually like, you know, we, you know, we won't lie. We do have a laugh when Sarah's out racing. Like sometimes I've got music blaring down the radio, uh, down the, uh, yeah, the radio and the speakers to her just to keep her, especially during the 12 hour uh, race. Obviously she didn't do 12 hours straight, but you know, she did a good, a good stint of it. So I'd like play some music down the phone and stuff and, um, just to keep her going and just keep her mind, you know, active and ready. So, yeah, not being able to communicate whatsoever, it threw me massively as, as well. And then um, we did have a slight situation with a seatbelt issue, which obviously she couldn't communicate with us what was going on. And then all of a sudden she just appeared in the pits and I was just like, oh my God, like what's going on? Like just <laughs> frantically running around. um But yeah, so yeah, it was definitely the last race was definitely um, a challenging one. but. We made it girl. We made it. And you finished the race. So positives. We're always looking at the positives.
2: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I did struggle after that one to mentally get my head back in the space. I was a bit sort of went a bit back to where I started, but um, we quite quickly rectified that within a couple of days and was just like, you know, it's just a bad race. All all the inputs that made it a bad race were out of my control. Um, So that wasn't down to me and um yeah we just won again really just cracked on again
1: amazing so I'm gonna final question what how would you both sum up your friendship in one word
0: oh, you go oh, first. word that's a hard one
3: uh Sorry. I would literally <laughs> just say like my life like if I didn't have Sarah I generally don't know where I'd be because You know, she talks so highly about me. But actually, when I was in one of my darkest periods before the book, before the mindset coaching and everything like that, Sarah was there for me every single day. Um, I would call her and just be like, I don't want to be here anymore. And she would be like, right, cool. What are we going to do? So she was actually probably coaching me before I even (laughs) become a coach and was coaching her. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, I would say she's my life. Oh, how can I top that? Well, you can't. <laughs> <Ha>! <laughs> Everything's a competition and I just won.
2: Woo! <laughs> I mean, obviously the same. I always call her my other half as so well. I call her my wife. So, um, yeah, that sort of sums it up. It is, it is literally like... Uh, um, like a perfect relationship we don't have arguments do we? we might have a little bicker and go and then it's like done but we don't really. <laughs> which is normally
3: normally sarah trying to tell me what i've told her before and i'm just like you're not the coach like <laughs> let me have this moment like, <laughs> that's normally what the bickering's about like but yeah no we never argue um i never like see her name on my phone and think oh god i'm busy let's not answer um so yeah i love her i love her dearly it is
1: literally the most adorable thing. Um, yeah. I'm, I want to be a part of this friendship, soon, And I think oh, Deb does, too.
0: <laughs>
1: I, mean, <laughs> I love that.
0: Now, I just want to go back to the beginning, because, Sarah, you, when we were talking about Formula Woman, mm-hmm. you mentioned sort of like an incentive. Now, I'm going to say, let's talk about Pure Track and the Go Racing Pack. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I like,
2: I like Lisa. yeah, So basically, lockdown was, again, quite beneficial to me. I mean, obviously it had its downsides, but it enabled me and my other half to somehow convert a car that was in the garden into a race car. And then before we know it, we've grown a massive race team where we've got six race cars all in the state of two years. Um, and after coming out of a former woman and seeing a lot of girls struggling to know where to go, and it sort of made me think, You know, someone's become a racing driver. Where where do you go? If you haven't got the contacts where me and Danny are very lucky we have, Mm. where would you go? Where would you Mm. from standing watching a racing and going, I'm going to race? What do you do? Mm. Because at the moment, all there is, is you go for your arts test and you take your license. Well, Mm. chances are you might not pass because you haven't got the craft. Mm. So we came up with this idea that um, we do a go racing pack which is really reasonably priced at 1,500 pound where we take you out for a day in a proper mm-hmm. race car. It's, you know, the race car, I race, it's race ready. Mm-hmm. We train you, we teach you, we give you all the uh, data feedback on the car, help it, you know, get you ready for your RILS test, what's going to come of it. We then put you in for your RILS test, pay for that for you. And once you passed it, which touch wood, we haven't had anyone fail. Um, we then we've got companies where you can get discounts off all your race gear, but also more importantly, you get a session with Danny as well before you uh, hit your odds um, test. So, you know, it works out really well. And the drivers we have had to come through it of um, both of them have ended up racing with us. <laughs> so not only did they Nathan. end up just doing the day with us, we've ended up getting them into uh, to actually have their first race with us as well. Wow. So it's a great package and it means there's a step into that door and yeah. then we'll even help you, you know, if you, you want to go and buy a race car after you've passed your arts test, you've done a to go, we'll help you. You know, we've got that experience behind us that we can guide you. Um, and, and anyone's open to that. We're not going to sort of sit there and go, you're not this, you're not that. Um, who cares? You want to race? we we'll help you go racing.
0: Because recently, um, you might not have noticed, obviously, who I work for. You know who I work for, Sarah. <laughs> We actually entered our own race team in the Enduro A.K.A. Championship. And that has opened so many doors because it's more cost effective now to go racing. And this package deal Mm -hmm. is cheap as chips. Mm -hmm. And fair play to you for you you and your partner coming up with this incentive, because that's going to help so many people just to get their foot in the door. And obviously experience what you experience
2: and everyone else.
0: So kudos to you for doing
2: that. Oh, bless do I hope it helps. And it's, you know, it's yeah. all about in empowering people and uh, not, not just girls, but y- yeah. you know, um men as well, because not all men have got the connections, but I do feel there's sort of a lot of, there's a lot of girls out there a bit confused on what route to take and how to get in there. And um that was why it was originally set up. Mm. um and we've also got the option available if we get enough people we've got a second race car that might be coming to race remembrance we were going to run an all-female team um so that's still there ready to go if uh if demand reaches um mm. so yeah that's that's another opportunity we've got because it's quite hard to get a car as well it's you've got a story you've got a trailer in, yeah. you've got to maintain it. yeah um so we've put a package available for that as well so if you pass your rides then uh you know you come race with us as well
0: there you go, now on the edge. You know where to go. <laughs> <do you> <laughs> <first>? Yeah.
1: <laughs> right, Deb. Should we get into the listener questions?
0: Yeah. Do you want me to do the first one? Yeah. Go on. So this has come from J. Oh, hold on. J G M Racing. <laughs> uh, she knows who this is. They've put, will there be any finger-stuck-in-visor situations this year?
3: <laughs> I would say Sarah is fully trained now on how to put her visor on. However, that video will never die. And will always, always be shared.
2: <laughs> the worst thing was, we were trying to do a really cool video of me putting my race helmet on. I'm like, oh, yeah, how cool do I look? And uh ended up just not being cool at all just nearly losing a finger <laughs> nearly losing a finger couldn't get the helmet on shut my finger in the visor it couldn't have been more less cool if I tried
3: <laughs> it's probably one of my greatest moments in life so I'm really happy that this video was made <laughs> you get on um, £250 on
1: you you've been framed <laughs> that's a good point actually very good
3: always <laughs> 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 oh,
1: the next question is a bit more serious for you, Sarah. So, who has your favourite teammate been so far this year?
2: <laughs> this year, yeah. oh, that, this year. So that's easy, and I bet I know who's asked it as well. Uh, so my favourite teammate this year will be Jamie. This, this came is- from so,
0: someone called Miller Seven One One
2: Seven. He's even mm-hmm. tried disguising his username. Yeah. No, that'd be <laughs> Yeah, no. To be fair, he's uh, he was he was a brilliant teammate. He's literally is a team player as well, not just a teammate. He came down the week before, helped us with the car, um, you know, bringing parts back and forth to help us uh, on the day. Brought the car back in one piece, which is what the main thing you can ask. Um, and yeah, no, brilliant, absolutely brilliant teammate. And he's actually signed up with us for the race remembers as well so we'll be continuing to be my teammate
1: (laughs) oh oh, lovely story right so the final one is from charlotte who was on our podcast last week yeah Um, she has asked how do you try and stay positive during tough parts of a race weekend especially when team spirit is low and i'm sure you can input some on this as well Danny because you're coming from like a mindset point of view so how do both of you kind of lift team morale or that kind of thing
3: uh so what I got from that question is how do you stay positive when team morale is low so I would say to Charlotte um you know focus on what you personally can control um so you know if that is so obviously with people meaning the team you can only influence them So, yes, give it energy, but don't give it absolutely everything because you're then emptying sort of your cup into their energy. And if they're not receiving that or not wanting to receive that, then you've just emptied your cup and then they've got nothing. Do you know what I mean? So focus on what you can control. So really focus on yourself. And if you walk into a room and you're buzzing and you're happy, instantly people's mood starts rising because naturally when you're around happy, bubbly people... Like it's really hard to be mega depressed. Um, so you naturally start rising as well. So, yeah, really focus on you, and then that will bring team morale. Also, I've learned, obviously, now working with mechanics, uh, Krispy Kremes brings their mood up quite quickly. <laughs> so, buy a box of Krispy Kremes it's fourteen ninety nine. Happy days, everyone's happy.
2: So. And a bit <laughs> Donuts. of music as well. Music, <laughs> music works. Like me and Danny, yeah. if like, everyone's a bit like, in a mood and a bit me and Danny like stick the headphone on stick the music on we dance around like absolute idiots and uh, then the morale comes up and we all feel a bit more positive from having a little boogie so yeah we do stick the shoes on quite a bit yeah and they get a little
3: little video of us dancing like idiots and then everyone's happy right so yeah (laughs) you've been framed here we come again
0: (laughs) 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 right I'm gonna go straight into this one Oh. So I think it's a bit of a tough one because I can answer it but the answer is always different and it's the same with Ellie and I think we discussed this question and we're going to put it in so when you hear the term be velocity could you tell us what that both means to you
3: oh uh, can mm-hmm. I go 1st
0: mm-hmm
3: Sure. Uh, so for me, it is um, empowerment
2: within women in motorsport. You're so annoying, aren't you? Because you keep getting first and it might answers and then uh, <laughs> I've then got to come up with something different. <laughs>
3: You've got, you got to be better, babe, be better.
2: You've got to be. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, it, it's, it, it, to me, it kind of means do it in a, in a way as well. Sort of like you want to be in motorsport, you do it. Why not? You know, it's, it's it's it like Danny says, it's empowerment. To, you, you know, to women, it's like there's no excuses not to be there. We're all there to support each other. Do it. Yes.
3: Like, like
0: Justin it. Timberlake, just do it. Just do just it. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> right, come on, Ellie. Over to you. Here we go. So
1: you've probably been spent the last hour thinking about this question, ladies. But if you've been following our podcast, you will know the last thing we ask our guests is the forest song choice to put on it to our driving playlist on Spotify. So what are your song choices this evening, ladies? Here we go. You did one before.
3: So now you've got to top the song choice again. Okay, so I have one. Um, It's a little bit like borderline. So I'm going to have to like beep the title but oh, it's fine. It's fine. yeah but hear me out hear me out so basically you know when you do feel a little bit low energy and potentially somebody has caused you to feel low energy like I'm all about we're not suppressing feelings we're just identifying them and then obviously getting them out in you know, safe nice ways um, this song I think is perfect for exactly that moment and it's called FU by Lily Allen <gasps> and I yes. must say, it has been a <laughs> big repeat for the past two days in my room because there's a certain somebody out in this world that I'm like, uh, you, mate, uh, you. So, yeah, sometimes you just need to just let loose. And you know what I mean? Do you yeah, know you what?
1: That's that... a great song choice, actually, yeah.
3: You get
0: that on, Dad. I am, I am, I am. Hold on, hold on. Are
3: you going right. to get it on? Yes. Are we allowed to swear? I don't know if we're allowed to swear, but beep, beep. Yeah. Yeah. you. Yeah. We just put
0: the. Yeah. Oh, God.
1: it's cool. It's good cool. Fuck you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh. oh yeah, we just put the expletives in. Yeah, we'll just put
0: an expletive in, so don't worry. Don't
3: worry. <laughs> okay Right. So, what's your song?
2: Oh, man, that's going to sound terrible now. Well, obviously, I had my favorite ones on before. um, But since Race of Remembrance, there was a song, and I don't even know how it came about. Literally, me and Danny must have listened to this song about 20 million times on the way up there and 20 million times on the way down there. She blared million it million times during. <laughs> yeah, twenty million times during the race. It was a song I didn't actually particularly like before, but now like I hear it and it just brings back so many positive memories that we have to keep playing it. And it's I can't believe I'm gonna say it. it's Justin Bieber, baby. <laughs> oh my god.
3: <laughs> don't I'm
2: judge sorry. us don't I'm judge not us judging. i just wasn't
1: expecting that
3: <laughs> <laughs> generally yeah, right, I'm I'm gotta say, for as well. yeah i've got to <laughs> say the drive from kent to anglesey is quite yeah. it's quite a distance, a distance right? yeah and we started off in the uh motorhome which you know <laughs> i love sarah to pieces and um i rate her driving on track let's <laughs> let's say but when it comes to other sorts of driving, and this is in car and motorhomes, um, let's just say I prefer to drive. I like to be in control because I love her to pieces, but she scared me quite a few times on road. And in the motorhome, that was a, a scary moment. It was very windy, granted, so it's not all of Sarah's fault, but we're driving down the M25 and we're literally like this. And I'm just like, oh, my God. So I'm like, you know what? I think... Let's- I
2: think- I think the, moment, the the car was worse when we went down that hill in Wales and the trailer started pushing the car down. I was like, mm, we're doing over oh, 90 no, and I can't put the brakes on. We're yeah, just but, literally yeah, flying so- down this hill with a trailer and a race car. I was like, oh, God, we're dead. And we're so dead. me,
3: bearing in mind, who's never towed anything in her life, and granted, I had take my hat off to Sarah, she can tow race cars. I like, what a cool thing to do. Like, what an awesome person. However, even me was like, uh, Sarah, I think, I think we're going a bit quick, babe. <laughs> Quite a bit quick because the fucking race car is in basically our car. So if we just stick on Bieber, everyone knows the words. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It sort of like calmed <laughs> me down, grounded me. We all sang. We had dance moves by the time we got to Anglesey, and it was just—it was my safe haven to get to get there. And then it just so happened to turn into the whole race weekend song, which everyone hates are you so now well. believers. <laughs> yeah,
2: 100%, 100% All the oh, believers Definitely working on it definitely working on it, definitely, <laughs> it definitely helped us and everyone now Like literally I was at Donington and I was playing it Trying to get ready in side bone So I went oh what are you listening to And they like pulled my headphone off me to listen And they just looked at me with like this disgust in their face I went that is what I can <laughs> you have, Like ready for racing I was like
3: it's, it's a good song guys Okay let's just stop judgement It's a good song yeah. right, He did well there with that song Thank was, you. yeah exactly thank yeah. you for that ladies No, yeah. so, thank you that's a
0: very good
1: song choice so yeah thank you for that yeah. you've <laughs>
0: my mind for about it now I it. <laughs> I'm, i've just got the ludicrous chris rap bit going on so i'm just like yeah, yeah. Be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh so. ellie this is our this is our not so favorite bit where we have to say goodbye no, I know. Our two awesome
3: awesome guests I haven't stopped you I
1: neither have I I've had a great time it's been lovely to meet you both and hear your amazing friendship and yeah it's just been really exciting
3: it's been so nice to actually come on and actually like become aware of our friendship because obviously we're in it so we don't actually pay attention (laughs) but hearing hearing like other people's views on it and then actually being asked like what does this friendship mean to you like guys make me ugly cry again do you know what I mean sorry, like, <laughs> sorry yeah, this, making this you, woman making you a this,
1: on a Tuesday this, means the world to me, which
3: is like you know madness to say like I don't I didn't even know her like a couple of years ago so no it's not nice, a bit longer than that you now know? you've been talking me a while now yeah when is she gonna leave no, I'm joking <laughs> 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 no it's been beautiful thank you so much ladies for inviting us back on and again together um thank you know you. we were talking about it earlier today just like oh we've never done something like this like oh um, which we actually have we've done the positive pit stop but we love this so we're excited to come on together um and I think because you didn't really tell us what we were going to be saying I think it was like that more exciting so thank you for keeping us on the edge of our mm-hmm. edge of our chairs and um yeah I've loved it
0: we just love you yeah you thank too. you so much yeah we love you two being so authentic with each other and please please don't
2: change no we won't yeah. <laughs> we'll never change that's a problem <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> right have a lovely evening thank you so much for coming on again and I'm sure we'll meet at a track soon thank you definitely 100% thank you. Bye. wow how inspiring are these two wonderful ladies Ellie how much did you enjoy that
1: that was amazing I think that's probably one of my favorite podcasts to date really I think
0: yeah I absolutely love that. I I don't know about you, but I've been left in a good mood. Um, If we do decide to do a season three at some point, I know these two would definitely come back on. Um, (laughs) So feel free to send us a message with any questions you might have for them. And as always,
1: if you want to show some love for our podcast, then feel free to like and subscribe thanks for listening to the Bee velocity podcast stay tuned for next week's thrilling episode and also if you know someone who would like to get involved in building our global community or would like to get involved yourself then you know where we are and it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from me
3: engineered driven
0: Piejcie.